everybody. 24th of February, Friday, TGIF, as Henry says in the chat every Friday. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast, not to be confused with personal advice. This is general advice only, if it is advice at all. And I have to say, there is a particular source we use to keep a track of the day's stories, and I think they've given up today. There were 40 sets of results this morning that I've counted. They've done about four of them. I think after a week of results, they've just about worn themselves out. Everybody's worn out by the results season. This is actually a month of purgatory for brokers. As I mentioned that on the radio recently, Ali Moore said yes, but I think they get well compensated. Yes, they probably do, but I can tell you some broker analysts will see a set of results in their sector, write up the results, spend all night doing it, And then find the next morning they've got two or three more companies have reported results and off they go again. It's just chase your tail time. And it's the same for us as well. I've hardly had time to write the strategy today, but there doesn't seem to be any point writing much more on the strategy front at the moment. We continue to see this wave of hawkishness followed by dovishness followed by hawkishness and the market waves in the wind day in, day out but doesn't really go anywhere. I think we were down 20 points on Wednesday, down 29 points on Thursday, up 26 points today. It's all just going nowhere, but the trend is still down. In the ideas portfolio, I sold Macquarie yesterday, locking in a profit sort of 7 8% profit. We're just quietly losing it day by day, so why not lock it in and come back when we're a bit more excited about the market? It is, after all, one of the best and biggest stock market stocks, and with the stock market trending against us, no point holding it. We'll just lose that profit. Great stock, but let's just lock it in for the minute. And also, whilst I'm here in the ideas portfolio, I've sold Harvey Norman. They've got results. They're on the calendar for Tuesday next week, the 28th, and we've had some pretty shabby results reactions from JB Hi-Fi. They're down 7% since their results on the 13th. And Nick Scarly, they're down 20% since their results on the 6th. And whilst Harvey Norman is largely a property company, the retail vibe isn't great. And I think there's more risk on the results of some sort of disaster than there is a risk of catching some upside. So just exiting Harvey Norman, which is one of our remaining ideas in a market that's going down. I really should have just cleared the whole lot out when we picked the top of the market there and bought B Boz or Bear. Note to self, be decisive. Anyway, sold Macquarie yesterday, selling Harvey Norman today. That's in the ideas portfolio. Otherwise, yes, the market's sort of waving around in the wind as this sea of macro influences goes one way and the other. The S&P 500 has just broken a four-day losing streak. Block has had good results. I think it's up 6% in the US on results. So SQ2 is up 7.8% today. The S&P 500 also briefly dipped under its 50-day moving average overnight. Ended above it, though, and ended above 4,000. Those 
those weekly jobs numbers in the US were a bit below expectations, unexpectedly fell, which puts a bit more pressure on rates. But at the same time, the US GDP number was revised lower, which takes a bit of pressure off rates. So take your pick. The US energy sector rose for the first time in seven sessions. That's a pretty horrible chart at the moment, the energy sector in the US and Australia. Ukraine war is in its second year. Japanese inflation hit a 21-year high. And here's something I got in the email chain this morning. Macquarie has put its investment variable rate up to 8.53%. And in 2020, that was below 3%. So it hasn't quite got there yet. But some banks' variable rates have almost tripled. Only a third of us have got mortgages, though. And Henry points out that when you're looking at companies like Lavisa and thinking that consumers won't be spending money because mortgage rates are going up, then... Retail outlets that cater to younger people, Lavissa would be one, cheap jewellery, those people don't have mortgages, so it doesn't really affect them. Lavissa had results a couple of days ago and up. They're up 2.9% since results, so it didn't disappoint. So no changes on strategy. We are just quietly losing money there as the top is in and the trend is down. Something you should have a look at today, which is Harold's article. Harold writes for us on Fridays, most Fridays. Harold is a fabulous guy I sailed with at the Black Rock Sailing Club. Harold has been running his own self-managed super fund for decades and is a man of words and writes a weekly, almost weekly, article about life in retirement. He first grabbed my attention in the sailing club when he said he'd been into the city and was on a tram and a young Asian girl stood up to let him have her seat and he thought goodness am I that old he didn't think he was old but he also understood that young Asian people respect their elders probably more so than other cultures so he took the seat but he started to write articles about what it's like in retirement and he's worth listening to because he has done this as I say for decades I also rather loved his story about taking advice from his wife on what to buy and sell till eventually they decide to set up two self-managed super funds, run them in competition and not tell each other when they had a good idea. which I thought was brilliant. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But Harold runs his own super and he's written today about all that kerfuffle over the CBA results, how what a great set of results and the brokers managed to find something immediately negative. Share price dropped 8% in the next week and lots of potentially long-term happy customers, not customers, shareholders of the CBA were potentially spoofed out of the stock on some short-term issue about net interest margins peaking. And interestingly, this week you might have noticed some brokers are getting more positive on the CBA after the recent share price fall. So he writes about that and the stock market game, which is to create issues and activity where there really isn't one. And for long-term income investors, there is no issue with the CBA. Net interest margins peaking is a good problem to have. And long-term investors have to be careful not to get caught in the herd. So have a read of Retirement Today by Harold. His articles are always on a Friday. He doesn't write every week though. He also has a chart in there which I have done before which is the CBA relative to the ASX 200 since 
it listed. It's up 1,207%. The ASX 200 in that period is up 327%. As I say, one of our members claims to have the whole of his investment portfolio in the CBA only. He lives off the income and has outperformed the market. Stupidity or genius? In hindsight, it's genius. Right, I've touched on the ideas portfolio, made a change there today, a couple of changes this week. Wondering whether to take a profit in John's Ling Group, where we rather, has to be admitted, fluked a great set of results. It's up 13% since results. We bought it just before results. So we're sitting on about a 10% profit. Have a look at the Renko chart. If you want to know what a Renko chart is, if you want to know what anything is, go to our articles tab and there's a search section at the top. Just type in whatever you want to search and we have doubtless written an article about it. So type in Renko, R-E-N-K-O. Anyway, you will see the Renko chart of the John's Ling share price does not suggest you sell it at the moment. So we're still holding. But again, the market trend is soft and I'm just thinking we should be out of most things. Our two problem children, which are Domino's, which absolutely bombed on results and 29M, which has just not performed, both down 20%. Those two both up today as I look at it at the moment. So just holding on to those, hoping we can minimize our losses rather than crystallize them, fooling ourselves. It must be one of the worst investor traits, this acceptance that you should sell something when it's trending down and going down. But when it happens to you, you just keep holding on. Anyway, we're just holding on in dominoes and 29 metals at the moment. I've put the track record of the ideas portfolio in the ideas section today. We've really done fabulously, has to be said, since December. But whilst we might have looked like geniuses on the spreadsheet, the reality is it's a lot easier when the market goes up to make money. And beginners, you will find that in this section, when the market rallies, we have lots of trades and lots of ideas. And when the market falls over as it is now, we clean things out and there aren't many trades. And that's the position at the moment. In the technical scan section, that's becoming a good discipline at the beginning of the day, just highlighting what's going on in the market. The only overbought, not the only overbought, but noticeably in the overbought list, there aren't many things that are overbought at the moment, but there's BBOS, which is the bear ETF over the Australian market, bear as well, and any stock that's had a good set of results has popped into the overbought. No sell signals of interest there. In the buy signals, Levisa, elders after a terrible run, not sure. I'd be interested in either of those. And Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, tempting to buy, but the weekly chart is horrible. And I've also highlighted Poseidon Nickel. One good day has created a buy signal. Sorry, I had to highlight that one. Otherwise, the Bollinger Band buys, which is a scam which turns up any stock that has moved rapidly lower in the short term. That is stuffed full of companies that have disappointed on results. But the main themes from the technical section at the moment are... A lot of market ETFs and the market and sectors, particularly financials and gold, are oversold, but are not buys yet. So in the ETFs, VAS, VAS, A200, Gear, IOZ, all geared to the ASX 200. They are all oversold, but no sign of that turning yet. The resources sector as well has turned over the top. Short term, it's oversold, but the weekly chart's pretty ugly. You wouldn't buy into it yet. Charts in the technical section today. Banks are almost all oversold and a lot of them have got RSIs under 
currency, which would define them as very oversold. So banks, gold, the market, resources, all coming off the top. Obviously, the market going nowhere. The S&P 500 is oversold as well. And that all tells you there's an opportunity coming up at some point. It's clearly not yet. The market hasn't turned up yet. But there is an opportunity coming up. And this is why you sell in order to take advantage of the opportunities when they arise. If you just hold, there's all you're doing at the moment is losing time because it's going to take time to recover the old highs that you didn't sell at. But anyway, there's an opportunity coming. We're just not there yet. Still medium longer term optimistic that this year we are going to see a general bull market. We're sort of climbing the wall of daily worry at the moment. In Henry's take, he added some TLG at their year high yesterday after their placement. He also had a nibble at PTM, which fell over. Lots of broker stuff, negative broker stuff on that at the moment, but he thinks the price is overdone. He's also had a look at PLS, as you would. MIN and PLS have had results today. Share price haven't done much. One's up 2%, the other's down 2%. In fact, mineral resources, to be specific, down 1.2%. Pilbara Minerals up 2.01%. Results are after hours. I did write something yesterday about the EV-related ETFs trending down at the moment, and that FT article about the lithium price being down 29% in Canada. Henry retains the faith, but this is a sector that is sentiment-driven more than fundamentals-driven. You do have to time it. Our biggest stocks are PLS and MIN. They both have results today. Let's see what the brokers make of it on Monday. That's about that. Conclusion, market going nowhere still. Too early to buy. Have a read of Harold's article on the CBA. I'll be back with a weekend email tomorrow. Might be a bit of a short one. I've got the Club Champs Golf starting quite early tomorrow morning. Running eighth at the moment. I was third until the 18th hole last Saturday. Stuff up one hole. See if I can recover that tomorrow. That's about that. You have a fabulous day. Weather's great here. I'm growing sunflowers on the balcony. They're about four foot tall. The heads are supposed to be 40 centimeters across when they finish growing. We'll see how that goes. I'll be back with a weekend weekend email. Have a good day.